0: In today's episode of Reverse the Slavery Curse, William Willie Lynch, the man, the legend. Some believe he never existed and is a fictitious character, but the plans Lynch allegedly laid out to white slave owners in the 1700s and how they could dominate slaves through mind control are historically traceable and are still alive and well in many foundational Black Americans. Learn more about Willie Lynch in this episode of Reverse the Slavery Curse. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Paula Holland. At the crossroads of Black history, current events, and the occult, the Reverse the Slavery Curse weekly podcast explores the modern issues facing Black people today. Stay up to date by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And please visit my website at www.reverseslaverycurse.com for more information. Thank you for joining. Many people assume that the origins of mind control began in Europe by Nazi war criminal Dr. Josef Mengele, also known as the Doctor of Death. Mengele is alleged to have used mind control as part of his very unethical medical experiments on World War II prisoners including his experiments on twins. It's also been alleged that Josef Mengele continued his unethical mind control experimentation on subjects at various strategic locations on United States soil, including the famed Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. But did you know that mind control did not originate on European or American soil? Some of the earliest discovered writing suggests that Techniques used in modern mind control actually originated in ancient Egypt, and they could be found in the Egyptian Book of the Dead. The Egyptian Book of the Dead describes methods of torture such as administering drugs to subjects, forcing them to drink blood, and torturing them as an initial means to take their minds captive. The apocryphal book of Jasher describes how the children of Israel were tortured by being forced to kill their own infants by placing them in walls and plastering over them if the Israelite in question did not make the prescribed number of bricks in a given day. This form of torture easily fits into any mind control program. Historical records indicate that when the Grecian Empire, led by Alexander the Great, invaded and conquered Egypt in 332 BC, they took a great deal of Egyptian art and technologies, literature, and they put their own Grecian veneer on Egyptian creations. And when the Romans conquered the Grecians in 27 BC, this practice of renaming the art, technologies and literature and claiming it as their own continued. It's very likely that the Grecians and Romans reverse engineered the Egyptian Book of the Dead to enhance mind control techniques that other Europeans have leveraged and enhanced over time, leading all the way up to Yosef Mengele in the 1930s. So getting back to Willie Lynch, as a number of black slaves in the American colonies increased, they soon began to outnumber the whites that were subjugating them. It's estimated that in the early 1700s, Black slaves outnumbered white slave owners 10 to one. Now, most listeners are at least somewhat familiar with the infamous Nat Turner Revolt of 1831 that resulted in several whites being brutally killed by Nat Turner and other rebelling slaves. But this rebellion was not the first, but was one of many. The first recorded slave revolt in the United States happened in Gloucester, Virginia in 1663. Now this revolt not only included black slaves, but it also involved white indentured servants. While Gloucester was the first recorded revolt, it certainly was not the last. In fact, slave revolts became such a regular occurrence that slave owners in general became more than just a little concerned. In the early 1700s, many white slave owners pulled their finances together and sent for a British plantation owner living in the West Indies by the name of William Willie Lynch. Lynch was said to have had a foolproof method for controlling black slaves. The slave owners paid Lynch's passage to Virginia where he allegedly gave a speech that included detailed steps for how to deal with the problem of rebellious slaves. You can actually get a copy of this speech on eBay or you could look for it on Amazon and you could probably find a free PDF of it doing just an online search. The tactics that Lynch gave to slave owners to help them take control of their slaves included breaking the will of all slaves from rebelling by tarring and feathering the biggest and the strongest and torturing that biggest and strongest one drawing and quartering him in front of the other slaves, especially the pregnant females who were to be put out front to watch. And this would instill fear in all those gathered. There would also reverse the roles of males and females, giving the black females the responsibility over the black males and creating in them a, a false sense of independence and strength while creating mental weakness and insecurity in the black males, forcing them to depend on the black females. He also said to create competitions between Black slaves in everything imaginable, areas such as pitting old men against the young men, those who had straight hair versus those who've got kinky hair, light-skinned slaves against the darker-skinned slaves, slaves who worked in the field versus the slaves who worked in the house. You get the picture. They were to train black slaves to look up to, respect, and admire and trust only white people while instilling a deep distrust in black slaves for their fellow black slaves. They were to also control the language of the slaves, giving them an artificially limited grasp of language that limited their understanding of the slave master's world. So experts in mind control could break down this speech, this method that Willie Lynch gave to the slave owners into a basic five steps for controlling the slaves. So step one, physically and mentally control the slave by traumatizing them. In the case of slaves, this would be drawing and quartering them, beating the most dominant. Step two, deconstruct the subject matter's mindset and traumatize them and reconstruct their minds by introducing commands, keywords, and new behaviors. Now, if you saw the 1970s docudrama Roots, uh, you would have seen um, one of the episodes when Kunta Kente was taken for a seasoning and there was a slave driver who was whipping him and telling him that his name was now Toby. And Kunta Kente resisted. And every time he resisted, he would get a crack of the whip. And finally, after a long period of time of this resisting and, and getting beaten, he finally breaks down and says, my name is Toby. That's an illustrated, uh, perfect illustration of this behavior of deconstructing the slave's mindset through trauma and giving them new keywords. Step number three, reward and reinforce the subjects, this slave obedience to the new int- Introduce commands, keywords, and behaviors. This would be giving them food, um, extra food, maybe food from the master's table, letting them live in the big house in the attic, uh, giving them better slave quarters than the regular slaves have. Step four, victim submits to the new programming and he demonstrated through his speech, his behavior. He might encourage others in his family, in a circle, close slave friends to come to terms with their slave life, stop resisting. And then step five, if the old or original behavior begins to reappear, such as planning to run away, slacking in their work, rebelliousness of any kind, talking back, then go back to step one, which is to physically and mentally traumatize the slave. So when reviewing Willie Lynch's speech, especially the front end that heavily emphasizes on Brutal torture of the biggest and most dominant slave in front of the others. Any expert in mind control would have to agree that Black slaves subjected to the Willie Lynch method for making a slave were indeed the first mind control victims on U.S. soil. And while the indigenous First Nations people had their lands colonized, Black slaves not only had their lands far away in Africa colonized, they also had their minds colonized as well. Something else interesting that Willie Lynch says in his speech is that if a slave owner were to put his methods into practice, Lynch guaranteed that slaves would be refueling. In other words, they would train their family members to continue in this mind-control, colonized manner. And this would last for up to 300 years and maybe even a thousand. Considering there is no record of emancipated slaves going through any sort of deprogramming in the, 19, in the 1860s or after that, if what Willie Lynch promised about slaves continuing to be under his slavery mind control is actually true, then many, if not most Black Americans are quite possibly still under this slave reprogramming. There is one silver lining in the Willie Lynch speech that comes towards the end of the speech when he mentions what measures to take when and if the slave's mind control slips and the mind corrects itself and the wild or unbroken original behavior returns. The human mind is surprisingly resilient. Even if one experiences extreme trauma, it is understood that the mind can rebuild and in some cases can totally self-correct. This self-correction is the key for modern Black Americans to restore their minds and become what the Most High God intended for them to be. We'll be covering in depth the many phases of this self-correction in future episodes. Thank you for joining me today. Please tune in next week, where we will continue exploring the original problems of African-Americans and specifically our diet, which has also been colonized. And along with a special guest, we will talk about what African-Americans can do to address diets that they've inherited from slavery and how to self-correct and redirect towards optimal health. For more information about this podcast or other topics related to the advancement of African-Americans, please visit www.reverseslaverycurse.com and sign up for my free newsletter, Check out my books and more. Until then, remember that dealing with foundational traumas, spiritual influences, and ancient oaths are the key to positive changes in this modern world.